Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my show. I'm your host, Diana Belarus, award-winning and best-selling author, Fahrenheit, The Journey of Transformation, The White Within, and I have a brand new uh, book called Butterfly, Life in Poems, which I published about two weeks ago, so I would love for you to check it out on Amazon. Let me know what you think about it. This is my first time publishing book in poems. And I just want to say thank you so much to everybody today who is going to be with me, as well as thank you so much to the people who are downloading my radio show, commenting. Thank you, India. Thank you, United States of America. Thank you, Australia. I love you. I couldn't come and visit you, but I really appreciate you. You have no idea what it means to me. Um, listening to my show and I would love for you to comment, share it and let's make this world a better place. And today I'm going to um, cover a very sad topic, the death of Marcus Bradley. And I learned about this person on Facebook from others who are having a lot of troubles with their ex-husbands who have taken their children away, taken the 100% 100% custody over them and not allowing them uh, to see and spend time with them, which is something I feel it's really, really bad. Bad for the child, it's traumatizing and bad for the mother and every child deserves to have a mother in their life. And I honestly don't know what exactly is going on. And I'm not happy because of what happened to this mother here, Marcus Bradley. And I'm going to read a little article I found on NBC. I guess this was a huge story. And so many women are dying from domestic violence and abuse. And the problem is that people don't understand that we are all the same. It doesn't matter what kind of a gender we belong to. We have to respect each other after we separate. And separation is a healthy way for both of the husband, the wife, and the children to have a happy life and share their mommy and daddy and spend time with them. And it really, really makes me very sad to see that something like this is happening and the court system is not doing the best work. And the reason is, since I'm survivor of domestic violence and severe abuse, and I'm still severely abused by the patriarchy because they are on the side of the narcissist. And the narcissists usually are very sick individuals who have a self-esteem issue and they want to see you pulled down because all their life they have spent with you, sitting on you, you building life for them. And this was the reason they wanted to in their life. This is number one reason. So you can create life for themselves and meet their selfish needs. And um, again, I am in this situation at the moment, going through the same thing. And I'm told I cannot get you out from the garbage. 
And the reason is because of the people they surround themselves. And um, to all the men who is going to listen to you, this is not what a man should do because I don't call people individuals like this man. Man should be a gentleman. Men should be a loving person and should not spend the rest of their life being uh, in uh, somebody in their access to life and using others as a tool, which is something that narcissists do very well and know how to do it because that's how they're built. They wire really well. They present themselves like an angels, and people are believing them. And the reason is because they don't didn't take the time to educate themselves and they have a little knowledge. Please don't be this person. And it's time for this crime because this is crime to stop. And uh, she was poisoned in her apartment in New York. She, uh, her husband who lives in Italy, uh, she came with uh, her absolutely adorable child here in New York to live with her parents. She was a beautiful, smart woman. And this is something that irritates a narcissist. And the system needs to change again, and all the things need to alter because um, we don't want to see cases like this. And it's really difficult for me to talk because I'm really sad and brokenhearted because of what happened to this uh, woman and for the child that lost his mom forever. And right now, the battle is if the child is going to stay with the parents of the mother or is going to be sent back to the abuser, who I'm absolutely sure is going to abuse the child too. This is not a father, feed father figure who doesn't care about... Um, how the child is going to feel if um, the mother is not a part of their life. This is traumatic experience for the child, and it's not in the best interest of the child at all, because in the best interest of the child is to spend the life with both parents. It doesn't matter, you know, what is going on uh, between them. It doesn't have to impact the child, and it doesn't have to, uh, they provide a charge for both parents. And I know this from experience, and it doesn't take, you know, a master's degree to know that. Most teachers, the best teachers come from life because if you don't experience this on your back, you will never be able to connect it. And I can tell you that for from my observation and talking to other people, they have no cool how it feels to be in domestic violence relationship, in abusive relationship, and um, they don't know what they're talking about. So anyway, here is the article right here, and I would love for you to get involved in cases like this. It makes a, it, it makes a huge difference if you are doing your part and, you know, uh, nobody is immune, nobody... Um, Nobody knows what is going to happen tomorrow, and we all know this. How this, uh, and we know how this works. So here it is, uh, an article I found here from the October 26, 2022. Uh, family questions death of domestic violence victims. Those cases made it to Supreme Court following years-long custody battle. 
Marquis Gowan, 32, was found dead in her New York City apartment October 18, with no obvious signs of trauma. Police said her custody battle against her abusive husband made it to the Supreme Court four months ago. Absolutely unnecessary thing to do, just, you know, spending unnecessary money and making things really difficult for the both parties and what is the purpose of life if you are going to spend half of your life um, battling about something that can be solved in two minutes. I'm absolutely shocked by what is going on in my life and I'm absolutely sure she was poisoned and I know how they do it. They come and go into the apartment. This has been happening for me. I just had to come in and go into my apartment just last month, uh, just last uh, month. And they can put poison in your food. They can put, uh, uh, you know, whatever they want. And they have ways to make sure that the poison is not discovered or cover their crime. This is not men, dear men. The family and supporters of domestic violence victim whose years-long custody battle with her abusive husband made it to the Supreme Court this summer are demanding answers after she was found dead in New York City apartment last week. Narkis Gowan, 32, was found dead in her Brooklyn apartment shortly after 8.45 p.m. on October 18 with the obvious signs of trauma, police said. A spokesperson for the New York City Chief Medical Examiner's office said Tuesday that the death remains under investigation. Gowan's sister, Maureen Gowan, said her death doesn't make sense to us. She was very healthy. She had a lot of energy. She was powerhouse, Maureen said. Less than two months before the death, Gowan posted on Facebook about her ongoing custody battle, ominously writing that many women in similar circumstances end up dead. The Supreme Court in June anonymously decided in Gowan's favor that the lower court didn't have to find a way to force her to send her six-year-old son Bradley back to Italy after she fled with him to the U.S. in 2018 to escape his father, his cow, Jackie Sara, who physically abused Gowan, insulted her, and threatened to kill her with much of the abuse and falling in front of her son, according to the court's opinion authored by Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Gowan versus Sara noticed that Sara asked a court to return the couple's son to Italy under the child abduction clauses of the Hague Con- Convention, an international agreement that the U.S. adopted in 1994 to regulate international adoptions. The convention originally aimed to protect children abducted by their fathers, but domestic violence victims, advocates, and experts say that today, abusers and judges weaponize the clause to punish women who flee domestic abuse to protect themselves and their children. Courts start to see flight from domestic violence as something that should justify protection under the whole convention clause said Mara Weiner, a professor of the University of Oregon School of Law, who is widely recognized as an expert on a hot conviction child abduction clauses. Although there are no defined statistics, research estimates that domestic violence could be a factor in up to 70% of hot conviction child abduction cases. When Gawa's case returned 
to the lower court as the Supreme Court decision found it should be federal district district judge ruled that she would have to return her son to Italy, arguing that the country was the boy's habitual residence under a hot convection clause and that an Italian court had found and could successfully implement measures to migrate the risk the boy could face from his father. Gowan and her attorneys plan to appeal the decision court document show. We'll be fighting tooth and nail while mourning in Goa supporters await answers about what caused Gowan's death. They plan to continue her fight to keep her son with her family in the U.S., they said. US, they said. Immediately after her sister died, Maureen filed for temporary custody of Bradley as well as for orders to, of protection for herself and her nephew against Sarah, according to Maureen and Nicole Fiedler, the director of the pro bono program of Sanctuary for Families, who is the lawyer who had been working with Gowan since soon after she arrived in the United States. On November 15, a Brooklyn family court judge will confirm the current status of the case and its next step in what's known as the return of process date field work confirmed. Maureen said we'll be fighting tooth and nail for custody of Bradley. Sarah's attorney didn't respond to repeated requests for comments. In addition to fighting, of course, that shows that this person doesn't deserve to be with his son because if you don't have anything to hide, you'll be in front of camera and you'll be talking and people, you see your face and this is something you don't want to do because you know you are guilty and you don't deserve to be with this child because a parent who is concerned with the child and has their best interest, they would never do that. They would never abuse the mother. They would never allow this child to witness such thing in front of their eyes. And I can tell you, I grew up in a situation like this. I was in a situation like this and I know how it works and how much they don't have any feelings towards their children. They use everybody in their life as a tool so they can meet their selfish needs because they're not capable of love. The only love this narcissistic personality disorder called men uh, they have for themselves. And they use people like we use our cups so I, you can drink your coffee. So anyway, in addition to fighting for custody for Cognito, more in fact, she plans to fight for all the mothers who are currently in this position, struggling to protect their kids and feeling like prisoners. That's going to be my fight because that's what my sister believed in, she added. Other women in a situation similar to Gowan's agree, some of whom are rallying to raise awareness of an Amendment, the child abduction clause under a new initiative called the Hug Mothers. We can't stop her right now, said Natalie Bridgman, 30, a member of the group who spoke with Go on the day she died. We are stepping up and it's our turn now, she added. The group consists of about 70 active participants across four countries, including lawyers, academics, human rights activists, and mothers who have fled domestic violence and faced child abduction accusation under the Hague Convention. Camping coordinator Ruth Dean said, 
their goal, according to their website, is to amend the convention and ensure that domestic violence is properly addressed in all cases and that its impact on the child, along with the impact of potential loss of contact with the primary creditor, is fully recognized within the treaty itself. Her fight inspired me from a young age, more instead goal and rooted for the underdog. Growing up in a Jewish community in Brooklyn, Gowan was strong-willed and sympathetic, her sister said. She always cared about the people that nobody cared about. The sympathy also extended to animals. Maureen said as a child, Maureen called her sister, brought home on one-eyed hamster from a, from a pet store so she thought nobody else would buy. Maureen and Gowan's other supporters say her character didn't change even despite the years of abuse she suffered at the hands of Saad, whom she married in 2015, according to Supreme Court's opinion. The two remained married until her death because Saad denied her request for, for a get or Jewish divorce, Maureen and Sid were said. Bridgman, a member of the Hog Mothers in Gowan, helped her secure pro bono legal representation. After she and her two sons, now three and seven years old, fled her ex-husband in Ireland last year, NBC News couldn't immediately independently confirm the details of Bridgman's case. I didn't even know her, and she did this for me, Bridgman said. I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised at all. That's what we do. That's who we are. And... um, that's why we get, we become victims and such individuals because, again, their manipulation, their ways to get to you are so deeply developed because it comes with their illness. Narcissistic personality disorder comes with so many ways for them to get to you, to manipulate you, to represent themselves as a good guys until they show their true nature of who they are. The two connected when Bridgman sent Gowan a Facebook message expressing her admiration after her Supreme Court victory, Bridgman said. Her fight inspired me and all of us really, Bridgman said. Gowan was the mainstay in group text among the hot mothers and regularly connected new members with pro bono legal representation, Bridgman added. She's also left the legacy, legal legacy, said Wiener, the law professor. Wiener said Gowanski was important doctrinally because it helped tell courts around the nation they need not consider an ameliorative measures or attempts to mitigate the risk that children would be exposed to harm. Once it found that returning children would expose them to great risk of harm, which is one of the expectations established under a convention child abduction clause. The decision established a child safety as a priority when I said the practice of searching for ameliorative measures rather than ruling that a child did not have to return home and potentially be exposed to harm under a whole convention exception had become a big roadblock for survivors in court, Wiener said. It remained a roadblock for Gowan even at the time of her death. On August 31st, a little over two months after the Supreme Court's decision in her case, which ruled that U.S. District Court in Eastern District of New York 
should reconsider the case with the High Court's new ruling in mind. A district judge determined that Bradley should be returned to Italy, where she wrote Italian social service agency would investigate the family, provide psychological and educational support and regulate supervised visits between Sad and the child, among other things. The ruling Maureen said left her sister distraught. Both children and Wayne criticized the ruling later and didn't take into account the realities of domestic violence because he people have no idea what domestic violence does, how domestic violence um, operates, what is going on behind closed doors because they cannot feel it. Once you feel it once, you have experienced that you are going to be able to connect to the victims and at the same time you'll be able to uh, be on the side, to see from the side of the person who is experiencing it. It's basically destroying your personality, destroying who you are, destroying your health, destroying everything, what makes you. And this is controlling way uh, of a, a narcissist, of a violent criminal to control you so they can serve their selfish needs again. They don't care about anybody but themselves. They want their way and they would go to, they would do anything in their power. And let's face it, a man is physically stronger than a woman. At the same time, they know they have crowd behind them to, because we still live in patriarchy, a patriarchy world and society which is wrong. But she didn't plan to stop fighting, Maureen said. She never let anybody to tell her that she couldn't be, do something. She never let anybody tell her that something was too difficult, she said. She always got through it. Gowan also hoped once her custody battle was over to establish an organization to help protect kids and their mothers from domestic violence. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Fiedler, Gowan's former attorney, remembered her as a fighter not just for her son, but for all hard moms going through this. Rest in peace, beautiful woman, my sister. So this is article uh, talking about what happened to this woman. And I hope this is going to ring a bell. And I hope, and I know we have been going through so much, but we don't have to forget that we can be on the other side we can be on the other side. Our children could be on the other side, our daughters, our granddaughters, our mothers even. And um, as a man, you need to know how it feels if your mother is being physically abused and verbally. And uh, I know very well how women um, who are being verbally and physically abused, and I know very well how to find the signs and um, there is no secret for me and I know this is very important and my advice is for the court system to find victims of domestic violence to be part of every case to be um, there in the courtroom and to determine who is telling the truth what is going on because they already experienced this and it's just about time for all of this to 
take place because so many women are dying in alarming, you know, um, count. And it's really sad. And this child should stay with the sister of Marquis and should be given the kind of life this child deserves because this child doesn't want to end up in the hand perpetrator, somebody who is selfish, self-centered, somebody who doesn't know what love is except for themselves, somebody who uh, uh, has illness that uh, it doesn't have a way to be um, stopped, to be healed, and uh, to get well. There is no way in the world this kind of individual to change or this kind of individual to be convinced that what he's doing is wrong. There is no way for anybody to um, make this happen for him. These people are not changeable. You need to understand that. And again, I have been experiencing this six years in Los Angeles. I moved here, and he's not leaving me alone, and he's using all kinds of tools because people who he convinced that he's the big tools, these are tools, you know, what is tool, I guess. It's the knife you used to, you know, at, uh, at the kitchen, the cups, the air fryer is the same thing. He would use everything you could possibly imagine so that he can see you. He can see you broken. He can see you not being able to create life for yourself. So, so he can see you under his feet because all his life is based on using you as a tool, and if he can, he cannot use you, and if you find out who he is, um, he will use other people to do the work for him, and I call it dirty work. And again, I experienced for this. I was told that he cannot get me out of the garbage because he's using everybody. He would use the government of the United States. He would use the government of the country he origin is. He would lie, and he'll be so convincing, so you have no idea what exactly what he does. And he surrounds himself with such individuals, and sad to say, most of the men are having this problem. They want beautiful, strong woman, intelligent woman, so they can use it, so they can, you know, build life for themselves. Uh, the way they want to be and everything is circling around them and they don't care about the children because children are another tool uh, in their life. It's very simple. So all the courts, Italy, United States, hear it from the victim for a child who lost six uh, brothers and sisters in domestic violence for her mother being beat up, being terrorized in front of her eyes, and all the tragedy I went through. And I got in this situation, and I almost lost my head. He tried to behead me in August 2015. And the biggest mistake I did, I told the prosecutor, 
uh, that I'm lying, which was the biggest mistake I did because I felt sorry for him because I wanted my child to have a father. So these are the things I want to share with you. Keep this child with the mother or with the mother's family and never allow this child to go back to such individual sick cycle. So thank you so much for being with me. We need a lot of love and light in this world. We need so much in this world. And please educate yourself before you attack somebody who is just trying to live a lie based on love, based on creating a harmonious family and finding somebody who can value them for who they are. Women, continue to fight. I'm behind you. I'm with you. And I know how it feels. I love you, everybody. Love and light. And I'm going to play my song, Love Me As I Am. Don't change me. Try to change me and-